Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the amazing Misty River. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. So nice to see you. How are you? Uh, I am great. I am in uh, lovely, hot and sunny Florida. Um, how's the weather over there? You know what? It's it's unfeasibly hot. It's been um, 40 degrees in London, which has been unheard of. So um We've all been trying to learn how to cope because we live in these Victorian houses. So they weren't really built for this kind of climate. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty beautiful over here. Yeah. And it's it's probably just one of those where the, the other thing where you are is not everyone has air conditioning like in the U.S. where, you know, most of the U.S., not all of it, but a lot of majority, especially South U.S., we all have air conditioning. So yeah, <laughs> no, nobody has air conditioning, but um. There's been an awful lot of talk about people getting air conditioning now. It's a good business to go into in the UK. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Anyone looking to start a business? Now's a good time to do the air conditioning <laughs> business. Or just go over with the uh, window units and get over there, right? That's it. It's my new sideline. <laughs> All right. So you get a commission of everyone's sales since you've uh, started the trend. And uh, <laughs> a good idea. So... We'd love to start off with a very difficult question. Yes. Who is Misty River? <gasps> Ooh, I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's it. Um, it's me. Uh, my actual my name is Carmen Feelin. It's an Irish name, um, and I've been performing as Misty River. Uh, for the past couple of years now, um, since I decided to put out my own material. Um, and I guess I decided to perform under the name Misty River, um, partly because it was just, it was a place that I went when I was younger, when I first started playing music that had a special sort of resonance for me. Um, and I just loved it. And there's so many people that have been involved, involved in my journey. And I'm always interested in um, journeys and I don't know, a lot of my songs seem to have a theme of water or <laughs> something connected. <laughs> so it was definitely something, um, I don't know, that it just seemed to make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it's me, it's Carmen. Um, I was a fiddle player to start off with um, from Ireland and then from the UK, uh, but I did grow up in the US. So a whole bunch of different things. Mr. Rivers, a whole bunch of different things, I guess. <laughs> Oh, well, that's beautiful. And I love that, um, you know, the stage name, definitely, because sometimes I think that just gives us that purpose of, okay, like, this is me, this is who I am, this is my name, I was born with it. But it's like, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you're, you give yourself a stage name, or you have a band name or something, it's like, this is is my performing, this is my job, this is like, you know, you like, just get into that, like, not to say character mode, but you know, you get to be like, 
Now, how, is that how that feels to you or is it just? I think, you know? it's, I think it's definitely allowing you the possibilities to step into that space, that creative space. And um, I guess because I'd already worked for a while as a musician um, under common feeling, but that was something completely different. I guess this was a chance to, yeah, just explore a whole different side of myself and my musicality and um, to write and to sing. Um, yeah, it, it's been it's been very freeing, actually. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. You have some great songs out. So I'm going to start out with um, one of your recent releases. Um, I know this is the older of the two that I'm going to mention, The Long Run. You want to tell us a little bit about that song and the ideas behind it and maybe even some of your writing process on it? Oh, sure. Um, you know, a, a lot of the time when um, I'm writing a song, it's, well, not a lot of the time, it's always based on um, something that I've been mulling over, that I've been talking about with my friends or with my family or something that's happened to me. Um, so I guess it was just at, at this kind of point in time, talking to a few of my girlfriends about their relationships, my own relationship, and I guess about how relationships evolve and maybe some of the things you thought you'd signed up for in the first place, they change or, you know, different things begin to matter more. Um, and it's quite hard to predict where things will end up in the future. So it was kind of a little bit about, um, or maybe a lot about that really, about, you know, how we just, what you look for when you need to hold on to something. And it's not just a romantic relationship, you know, it's, all of those relationships, even the relationship you have with yourself, sort of keeping the faith for where you're headed and the relationships you have with your friends and how they evolve and change and what is it that keeps you coming back to somebody even when at times it feels like you really can't figure out why it is you're doing that. Um, you know, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it makes any sense really, but sometimes then in the end you realize it does and it only, you know, it's only really looking back on it. Um, you know, so long run is a little bit about that. It's it's not exactly faith, I suppose, so much as um, just really digging your heels in and sticking in there sometimes, um, hoping, yeah, hoping that it will be worth it. <laughs> yeah. It is very motivational, inspirational in that, you know, you have that, like you said, you hope it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, like that's that's kind of the feeling I got listening to it. It was just a yeah. beautiful song. And so, yeah. So everyone, make sure you go listen to that. And the other new song I'm about to mention after the interview, links will be in descriptions, as I always say. <laughs> so the, <laughs> your newest release, I was listening to that today. Again, Rain. I love, it's just such a beautiful song. Thank you. So tell, tell me about the inspiration behind that. I think Rain was quite um, a personal song about, you know, um, Sometimes how, you know, funnily enough, I suppose, maybe not a million miles um, away from the idea of long run, but a bit more personal about sort of how you feel in yourself and your own outlook, um, rather than necessarily the relationship with somebody else, but just um, about how, you know, again, sometimes, you know, things are really tough, but, you know, you just, you kind of just have to, just keep going, keep plugging it away, you know, at it. Um, and, you know, sometimes sometimes it's also okay for things not to be amazing. I think nowadays in society we're sort of, we're 
we're sort of set up a bit to believe like everything should be good all the time or perfect all the time. And, you know, we can feel a little, um, you know, you can feel kind of bad if things, if you don't have this kind of ideal thing, you know, and, and rain, I guess, is just about sort of saying there's, you know, kind of something to look forward to and a bit to be celebrated in sort of the changing seasons in a way, I suppose, of, of life and relationships and how you, how you feel about yourself. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's okay for it not to always be okay. <laughs> that's, that's what's so beautiful about that song is it does. It gives you that, that feeling of, okay, so it may not always be okay, but you know, you know, and then I love how you said that too, about, you know, not everything is always good. And that's how, you know, and you're right. Cause I think sometimes in, in society, they ever, everything's going to be fine. Everything's good. It's great. It's what, no, it's not always great. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, you have sad moments, you have happy moments. It's, that's life. You know, you have grieving moments, you have, you know, I want to kill you because you're annoying me moments, you know, all those. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's all of that. And, you know, like the super obvious thing of obviously, you know, you don't get the highs or the lows. So it's, you know, it's normal, as you say, that's, that's the fabric of life. It's what makes it brilliant, you know. Exactly. Because if everything was the same, and uh, I believe it was the Lego movie, the song Everything is Awesome. I think that was the song. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, this isn't the Lego movie. Everything is not awesome all the time. But you know uh, what, I, that's what makes life interesting. That's what I, uh, my, my slightly weird story related to that song is um, I have a three year old. So I'm familiar with that song. <laughs> and um, we went to a funeral on Sunday. I have a family member and as we drove off she turned the car stereo on to absolutely top blast and that was the song was everything <laughs> so I had to make a pretty speedy getaway <laughs> <laughs> oh but I'm sure that would have had a, had a good laugh effect anyway because they would have been like it's a kid it's a three <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean it wasn't because me kids are so <laughs> resilient like that right <laughs> <laughs> but no, kids are kids are, are very resilient and understanding and they are just in the moment that is it that's yeah. that's what's so uh-huh. great about kids huh they're just in uh, the moment right. and... uh-huh. <laughs> i wish i could do that more often <laughs> yes i think we all just want to be like the kids like that and have that just be in the moment and not have to worry about tomorrow or the bills or anything just be <laughs> right for sure it's a beautiful thing Oh, so tell me, you know, now obviously you started playing fiddle and stuff. Um, how did you get into music? Into music? Um, well, you know, um, when I was a kid, they, none of my family were musicians, but they were um, at the time running a sort of, um, the government were running a special program that looked for, it was an amazing thing, looking for gifted children, musically gifted children, Um so they t- they teach everybody how to play an instrument, and then if they thought that you had um, an aptitude for that, then they would teach you another instrument. And so I started off um, just on the recorder, like all the other kids, and then mm-hmm. um, then they started me on the violin, and then that got me into a sort of gifted program through a music school, and that was kind of it. So I I almost don't really remember not playing but um yeah. you know it was an amazing thing because my family are really keen on music but they weren't musicians and um but then in order to help me sort of um succeed in practicing and sticking with it um 
my dad, who's, a, who's from Dublin, um, would sit with me and practice with me. And then through that, um, he learned how to read music and learned about music and started to take guitar lessons and subsequently became a guitar teacher. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. Um, so then we had a lot of music in, in our house. And yeah, my kid brothers both play. Um, so nowadays there's a whole a whole load of music around us, but it actually started off just with this um really unusual program. And you know, I don't think they've repeated it since. And it's a shame because there's a whole bunch of us that were given, you know, a really great opportunity um to have a little insight into into that, you know, it was it was classical music, which at the time um, you know, not a whole bunch of kids got to do that. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but then it was cool and then I think then just as I got older um, I started to play a lot more uh, Irish fiddle music and bluegrass so that kind of took me away from the classical music more into playing with bands Um, so it's always been fairly normal for me I think the first sort of fiddle gig I did I was maybe 11 or 12 I remember I remember my mum you're not really meant to be in, you can be in a pub over here if you're 18 or in a venue Mm -hmm. with an adult, but you know, it's not really, um, it's fine in the daytime, not so much in the evening, but I would be working and playing. So I remember my parents sort of dressing me up to try and make me look a little older. It's not illegal, but it wasn't, you know, totally um, okay. And and putting makeup on me and the whole sort of waistcoat and a necktie. And, um, so I, I always, I always, you know, I always sort of played in bands as well as sort of classical music. And um, so I, I guess I've always had a love for a couple of different types of music. But mm-hmm. just then um, when I got into my 20s, really, I suppose I just found myself playing more and more band stuff and touring and just loving that that side of things. Yeah. Um so much so I do a lot less I don't really do so much classical stuff now but it's still there a little bit in some of the arrangements I guess and um I love to listen to it but yeah it's you know there comes a point where you've sort of got to knuckle down and spend a little time on one one thing more than the other and um I just kind of love the Americana and country music and bluegrass and all that stuff so that's kind of how it felt (laughs) That's great. And I'm so glad you found your way into that because, you know, you have some amazing music out there and uh, yeah, sure. So, so obviously going, going from that kind of, and that, that's a really cool, like to have a program like that, you know, I can't say that, you know, I've ever seen programs like that. I mean, there's, there's some free programs and different things and, you know, and then of course school where we had to buy our instruments, that kind of thing. So it was differently, you know, a little different here, some things, but growing up like that and stuff. Now, obviously I know musically it was different. Um, I had friends that told me they didn't get into really country and Americana until they were older because the lack of it. So, you know, like, like, so who are some of like the women that have inspired you that you love musically? I'm so sorry. I just missed you on the last. Would you mind repeating that? No problem. I said, so who are some of the women that have inspired you in music? Oh, that's easy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I definitely think um, because I was a fiddle player, it was a lot of, you know, bands with fiddle players and singers mm-hmm. was sort of had, that was my in into country music because, you know, we listened, my dad listened to a lot of, you know, Hank Williams and Johnny Cash and 
um whilst I you know when I was a kid it was like I didn't really take that much notice um but it was definitely listening to I think Alison Krauss in Union Station um that was probably like the first record that I was like wow this is I love this like I loved everything about about her and her band and her songwriting um and the chicks well the Dixie chicks as they were then mm-hmm. in you know for me I think at that point just hearing um you know a group of young women still playing their instruments really well and being really confident and um yeah I just thought it was so cool and Dolly obviously and Emmy Lou and I guess all the sort of some of the obvious ones but I think definitely from the beginning the first ever person that sort of really set me onto it I think would be Alison Krauss yeah those are amazing women. And even the guys you mentioned, some of that, they're amazing too. So. <laughs> sure. oh, so would you like to get into our 20 crazy questions? Absolutely. <laughs> There's no, no right or wrong answers. And again, I will reiterate, I think what I said earlier is we won't get arrested yet. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, so tell us, what is your dance like nobody's watching song? You know, the song you have to dance to. Song I have to dance to, it would be, oh gosh, let me think. I mean, it's a little corrupted, as I say, because I have young children in the house. So um, it kind of, gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's okay if it's everything is awesome. I swear, it's okay. Uh, I will not, I, I, I like mean, that song too. So <laughs> it's not every, that, that's the one I really don't like. But um, <laughs> the, 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 problem is, the problem is, there's all this great music that I love to listen to, I love to dance to. But this week I've had on absolute repeat um, a million dreams from the greatest showman because we went on holiday and that's all my kids will listen to in the car. And we do do the dance to it. So sadly, I think that's the one I'm going to have to go in. That's the truth. That's of this not week. sad at all. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. In your opinion, what is the best workout song? Best workout song? Oh, you know, anything by um, <laughs> Beyonce, Rihanna, anybody like that. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I don't really listen to that stuff um, otherwise, but yeah. When I get to the gym, I'm like, yeah, has to be that. ACBPM. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so tell me your top two concerts ever. Oh, um, Dixie Chicks at the Shepherd's Wish Empire um, in the UK. And um, I think maybe actually, I mean, I have to say one that I sort of half played at and half attended, but um, I it think was, so. uh, yeah, it was it. It was a U2 concert um, at Croke Park in Dublin, just, I think, for this year. Um, just just for the energy that was in, you know. I, I don't know loads of U2's music, but the energy was amazing. Um, and I'm going to throw in a third one, <laughs> which is a bit naughty, but my joint, maybe my joint one was, it's a, a TV show over here called um, The Transatlantic Sessions, and... They also do a concert series, and I just love it because they take Irish musicians, Scottish musicians, um, country musicians, and they all come together. And it's people like Jerry Douglas and Ali Bain, and um, you know, it's just 
Irish to men and like it's just yeah. it's beautiful like it's just for me it's like everything that I love it's it's yeah. you know all all the music that I love it just makes it kind of it it's lovely what everyone brings to it and you, you see all the similarities I guess and the kind of roots of everything and um so yeah maybe that <laughs> well, I definitely have to come over for one of those I'm telling you that yeah. sounds amazing uh, yeah so tell us artists a couple artists or a couple albums we need to listen to before we die need to listen to before you die let me think um what have i been listening to oh um i'm just thinking there's a few you can tell it's really hard with me because i listen to quite, quite a lot of stuff um caitlin but i'm just trying to remember the name of her have you heard that record um, I know. I think I've heard a little bit of it, but yeah, yeah, that would be a great one. I got to sit down and listen to that. Now you're going to have me sitting and listen to a lot of more music. I think after this interview. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm actually going to like hang on a sec, check the name. The I'll, ch- I'll come back with the name of her album. But um, I've been listening to that driving across America, and it is so cool. Um, and also, I guess everybody already knows about Yola, but I went to her gig the other night, and it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, so I'm going to say hi to you. Beautiful. So do you have any guilty pleasure music? You know, any of the music oh. that no one knows you actually listen to that you don't usually admit to listening to probably those okay. kids songs, you know, <laughs> it's the, it's the kids songs. I think, um, you know, I have a whole lot of, yeah. I, I mean, I, I still listen to an awful lot of, I guess, like pop music mm-hmm. in the mornings. That's my kind of like, um, I have like a whole list of songs that I may like sort of wake up in the morning and get sort of warmed up um, stuff. And that could be anything. I mean, like anything that you can sing along to with a big anthem, like it could be White Snake, could be, you know, um, it could literally rock ballads. be you know, a lot of 80s power ballads, rock ballads, um, you know, a lot of like, I mean, on the sort of morning, morning playlist, even things like, you know, some reggaeton or some, you know, Despacito or, you know, gasolina. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love a little mix like that? Yeah. It's eclectic. That, prob- that probably, they probably also fit into the uh, dance like crazy when you think nobody's looking kind of yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Oh. <laughs> so hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body, do you know uh, a good place? Well, sure. Um, I have a couple under my floorboards. No, <laughs> um, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Um, I mean, weird enough, my first thought was a double bass case, but I don't know why I thought of that. You know, like the hard ones. Yeah, but that That's was great. what I would go for. But I'm really not sure where that came from. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, so do you have any game plans for zombie apocalypse? Um, I would say maybe just give in and become a zombie that, that, you know, just give into it. I, you know, I don't really get, I don't really get why people hold out for so long. I would just, um, I just go for it. Well, funnily enough, I do, there's a, a zombie apocalypse movie that was really popular in the UK. Um, I don't know if it made it to the US called, um, Shaun of the Dead. And it's a, 
and this sort of opening scene is um, he sort of walks out really tired in the morning and he doesn't notice that the zombie apocalypse happened because he's just so tired and he's kind of essentially a zombie. And, um, and I recently, about six months ago, I moved into the road where it's all filmed and all the shop where all the zombie apocalypse happened is my local, that's my local news agents. Um, and I was in there the other day, just picking stuff up thinking, gosh, it's exactly true. I'm just walking around a little bit like a zombie. Myself. <laughs> it's either that, it's one or the other. Give in straight away, or just maybe I wouldn't notice for a few days. I'd be so busy just sort of wandering around in my own little world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I think that's true, though. And some of us, we just, we get so lost in doing what we need to do, or just like going through the motions. And yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so tell us, what job would you be terrible at doing? I would, well, gosh, I mean, I got sacked from a whole bunch of jobs. So I guess um, there's jobs I'd be terrible at doing, or I could just tell you the ones I was sacked from. <laughs> I was sacked from um, working in a bar um, because um, I didn't really want to clean the guy's bathroom. So I got sacked from there. Um, and I also got sacked from a members club. You know, over here we have a lot of like Soho House, like these you know, you pay to have a membership and um, it's celebrities and, and I was front of house um, for a club called Century and um, they sacked me because they found out I was applying um, for music jobs whilst I was on the job. So <laughs> um, other than doing some music teaching when I was a bit younger, I've not really been able to hold down too many jobs other than music. <laughs> oh, true artist, true musician. There you go. <laughs> so if you won the lottery what's the first thing you would do if I won the lottery the first thing I'd do you know I just started um paddle boarding a lot which I really enjoy so I think I'd have a little time and head out to the sea for a bit and try and uh, just you know I'm used to surfing I'm absolutely awful at but um it's just paddle boarding trying to figure out um and then maybe buy myself a nice log cabin in the woods somewhere and I could uh sit and write some music <laughs> oh that sounds perfect oh tell us what's the last thing you read last thing I read um I've been reading a I really like psychology um and I have a degree my master's in psychology as well so um I've been reading the latest uh, Malcolm Gladwell book um of which I simply can't remember the title but it's really good it's his new release um yeah it's I started off on plane reading it the other day but um I haven't been able to stop and it's it's just about how we sort of make simple mistakes um how simple it is for us to make sort of mistakes about somebody's personality how we don't always get all the right information that we need um and I love that because you know I find all that psychology stuff really similar to a lot of the stuff songwriters talk about you know just trying to figure out why did we do that why did I think that (laughs) how did I miss that um it's all very similar beautiful I'll have to add that to my reading list so do you prefer boots or heels oh boots (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a trick question. 
right that was like um do people even wear heels anymore and I was like oh yeah oh yeah I think since COVID not so much uh, they're starting to again yeah right no I like a nice chunky heel that's true it is a bit of a trick question (laughs) cowboy boots (laughs) so who do you who would you want to play you in a movie about your life Ooh, let's see once again, I just immediately thought of a bunch of really inappropriate people that um, <laughs> that I was told looked like me. Let me think. Oh, maybe I'd have to just be somebody just really cool and young and fun, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting someone that's like 19 to play me, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Whoever that what's that girl Zendaya that's in all the movies at the moment? I'll have her, please. I'll have the best looking, youngest, brightest star, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great choice. <laughs> oh, okay. So this one's really serious. Where's Wally? He's behind you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm going to start looking behind me. I feel like there's this bad horror movie going on behind me now. <laughs> looking, looking, in the, looking over there. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, you know, he does have red and white stripes like, like Freddy Krueger. You remember that horror thing from Elm Street? Freddy Krueger? That's right. Telling uh, you, I'm think. I think that's. I think the the Waldo and Wally, the mask. I think it's a mask. I think it's really. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to. I see this movie transpiring in my brain now. It's great. So. Uh, he's pretty creepy, and he has a whole bunch of people that look like him too. So you know, it's right. not ideal. <laughs> it is. It is a horror movie. I'm telling you, it's a horror movie waiting to happen. <laughs> oh. So tell me, in your opinion, what's the best thing since sliced bread? Sliced bread. I've been trying. I mean, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to be on a health kit this week. And um, I tried to cut out carbs. And um, I can confirm that the best thing since sliced bread is the slice, the sliced bread if you haven't had it for a week. It's really, really good. <laughs> I can understand that. so do you prefer to cook or order in or get takeaway sorry oh well um I prefer to cook um and I often order in instead (laughs) it's my um it's you know it's like at 10 o'clock in the morning I'm kind of like hey I need like a lemon and I need some fresh pasta and I just need some cream and some mushrooms and I'm going to make this amazing meal and then at four o'clock I'm like I need a pizza I'm just going to order a pizza (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's a weird journey through my day. It changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that leads to my next question. I'm glad you mentioned pizza. What is the worst pizza topping? Ooh, um, artichokes. Anything with fish. I can't even, I don't want to talk about it. It's very gross. Yeah. I mean, I don't get that. Tuna on a pizza or prawns. Why would you do that? It's really disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of out on that one too. I I don't like fish on my pizza. 
Hello, how do you feel since the earlier debate of the year was pineapple? Yay or nay to pineapple? Well, this is an argument in my house that traditionally I'm still, I wouldn't deliberately order it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with ham and pineapple, you know. I, I'm still okay with that. I'm sorry. I know it's not, I know it's not a popular opinion. But, you know, I think a lot of people like pineapple. They're just too embarrassed to say so, you know. Uh, I think so too. They're a little more confident about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> what do you wish would magically clean itself? The house, what the car. I... Oh, sorry. No, what, wow. what do you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the car. The car is, I mean, I bought a new car two years ago and I, I mean, <laughs> If anybody else says this, but I was kind of like, I, this car is never going to be dirty. I'm going to keep this pristine. It's brand new <laughs> and it smells amazing and it's amazing and it's new and it's never going to be dirty. And it is just, it's revolting. And um, I have a really, really big dog called Bear. He's um, a Labradoodle. So traditionally they're quite, um, are they popular over there in the US? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, they're really popular here as city dogs, but they're quite often quite small. And Bear is, um, I think he's nearly 40 kilograms. He's just ginormous. He's this yeah. big, smelly, lovely, <laughs> lovely thing. And um, and he was he's meant to be hypoallergenic, so um, he's not really meant to molt, but it obviously <laughs> just molts everywhere. And, um, yeah, so he, you know, I, I, I kind of bought the car for Bear so I could fit him in. And um, he fits, but he's kind of ruined it. And me too, I kind of ruined it by ordering a lot of coffee and that kind of thing when I'm driving. <laughs> oh, we'll have to get him one of those uh, walk-in dog baths so he can just take a dog bath every day. Does he love water? He loves he loves to swim, but he doesn't like to have a bath. That's the problem. So, oh. you know, my new, my new house that's on Zombie Street does have a hose in the front garden. So that is that is a really good thing, particularly when he's been swimming and I'm... Um, he likes to swim in lakes and he comes out covered in like the green algae. That's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So tell us something on your bucket list. Oh, um, on my bucket list. I would love, um, well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a cheesy one, but I would actually just love to have, um some time I'd love to travel around the world but I'd love to do it on a train <laughs> you know kind of like yeah. you express the old-fashioned um yeah. slow slow journey yeah. um it's obviously a, a bit more a bit more possible I guess around Europe but I just I love the idea of those just just um I like I like journey you know mm-hmm. um rather than I'm not so focused always on destinations so I just I'd love to do that. I'd love to have a year to just take a really slow trip. And you're definitely right. Europe, absolutely. Because uh, I've seen some amazing things um, in Italy and things th- in Spain. And, so, and I'm like, I just want to come over there. I'm like, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, the U.S. needs to catch up to speed to some of the great inventions around the world. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, come on, get with it, U.S. You know? so. Yeah, there's some, I mean, especially like through, well, not Russia at the moment, but you know, through, um, there are some amazing train journeys. So yeah, yeah, sometimes absolutely. If you could be any person, like Dolly Parton, 
or a position like a CEO or an accountant or a president or a queen or whatever. Um, what position or person would you want to be for the day and why? Oh, well, I mean, obviously I'm from the UK, so I obviously would love to be the queen for the day. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, it's funny, like we, um, we've had this monarchy for a really long time. And I think definitely the younger generation over here are um, a little confused. I think a lot of people aren't, you know, it's more like grandparents that love the monarchy. So I guess part of me would just I'd like to be the queen because I just like to see what, what are they doing? What are they doing in there? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what she's up to, what she, uh, has for her breakfast and what her day looks like and you know um yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not so sure myself really um exactly yeah what I think about them but um that's it I'd love a little little insight into Buckingham Palace for sure <laughs> absolutely that sounds like a cool thing for the day for sure <laughs> so are there any words of wisdom that you live by and if so what are they um I think I don't know about words of wisdom, but um, certainly just, I do try to remember a lot of the time to just take a little step back, <laughs> you know, when things seem like they're, everything's spinning forward really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I do often try to remind myself, you know, what would happen if I didn't do this thing? What is the worst case scenario? <laughs> and then sometimes that kind of, you kind of remember the worst case scenario isn't that bad anyway. And, you know, you just, just need to remember to, I don't know, I, I think we all just end up treading water sometimes and you just yeah. need to just take that moment to breathe. So um, I definitely try to, to do do a little bit of that um, every day when I can. Absolutely. And I think that's so true. I mean, there's a saying about, you know, if it's not going to matter in, if it's only going to matter in five minutes and not five years from now, it's not that important. Or, you know, those kind of things, like that perspective yeah. look at, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have going on for the rest of 2022? You have some more touring, uh, more songwriting, new new singles coming out. Oh yeah. So um I have a bunch of um I'm quite excited this year to be collaborating, um, starting some collaborations and writing um with uh, some other songwriters and that's quite new for me but um, I'm really excited about that I'm currently also uh, have a live um, EP in the works with a bunch of I've been writing 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 this um, this last period and long run the long run is sort of the first of um, that I guess new set of songs um, I definitely feel like a, a little bit freer to just you know express myself a bit more and just go with what I like and um and I think the really nice thing this year is that I've had the opportunity to work with some people that um I really want to work with and that's kind of exciting and that sort of elevates what um I can do in a way and you know keeps things moving forward so there's a live EP to look forward to um I'll be playing at a bunch more festivals coming up at the end of the summer and we're booking a bunch for next year I'm hopefully back in the US um at the beginning of February um and we're booking in a bunch of dates for that so yeah uh, touring and a, a live EP and then hopefully um hopefully an, an album next summer is the plan <laughs> full album yeah wonderful 
Okay. So you have to make sure that you give me your U.S. tour dates. So that way I can see if I can, uh, you know, we can cross paths. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would love that. Absolutely. All right. So we'll make sure that uh, everyone go check out the links and follow Misty River and all of her adventures, as well as uh, more releases and uh, gigs coming up. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this. This has been really, really fun. (laughs) I'm so glad I got to finally talk with you and and get to know you better as well. And you are welcome back anytime. Thank you. Much appreciated. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us for another episode. Have a wonderful day. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.